Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. There is a lot of heartache in our world right now and a ton of disappointment. A lot of us are feeling disappointed at the loss of things hoped for. Birthday parties, celebrations of anniversaries, family vacations. I even um, have a good friend who was on her third round of interviews for a new job and the job looked to be a a home run, a, a certain deal. And then COVID-19 happened and the job offer was pulled away because the company wasn't hiring anymore. I think of my own niece, who is a senior in high school this year, and all of the things that she was looking forward to, going to her senior prom, all of the fun activities um, that you get to enjoy as an upperclassman your final year in high school or in college. You know, we've had um, people at Prince of Peace who have lost a loved one during this season. And even if they hadn't thought about it a whole lot, when when their loved one died, all of a sudden the hope of an immediate funeral, of the gathering of family and friends to support and comfort was taken away. All of these families are waiting um, to honor this death and this life until things um, change in the future. There's a lot of disappointment and heartache because we've lost out on things we are looking forward to. You know, in the Gospel of Luke, in Luke chapter 24, there's a story about two men who are filled with disappointment. And they're filled with grief because of something that they had hoped for was now lost. It was taken away. These two men in the story were followers of Jesus. They proclaimed him as Lord and Savior, and they had put all of their hopes and dreams in him. The hope for a better life for them and their families and their friends. The the hope that this Jesus would be the one that would overthrow the evil empire and restore the, the throne of David. And now they find themselves in all but a few days filled with grief and filled with this desperation. They're grieving not just the death of Jesus, they're They're grieving the loss of a thousand deaths, a thousand hopes, a thousand dreams for what they thought life would look like. We're told in Luke that these two men, they're getting out of town. They're making the trek from Jerusalem to Emmaus, about a seven-mile journey, and they're walking together, and they're reflecting on all of these feelings. They say the words, we had hoped, but that hope was taken away. And in the midst of their grief and in the midst of of this walk of, of despair, here comes the resurrected Jesus. These men don't know that Jesus has been um, has been risen from the grave. They don't know that love and life have the final word. Uh, they are still reeling in the death of Friday. And when Jesus approaches them, they're so filled with their grief and their sense of loss that they don't even recognize 
that this is the risen Lord here walking with them. And I love this story because it teaches us so much about the very heart of Jesus. Jesus comes up to them and and he asks them a question. He says, what are you talking about? Do you really think Jesus didn't know what they were talking about? These were some of his followers. Certainly they were talking about their loss and their despair and their grief and their shame. But I love that Jesus asked the question. Why did he ask the question? Because I believe that the resurrected Jesus understood that even he needed to create space for these disciples to vent to share their anguish, to share their dashed dreams and dashed hope. Jesus doesn't immediately rush to the good news. He doesn't immediately reveal himself. He doesn't force the resurrection news upon them. Now, the resurrection had occurred. A brand new creation had broken forth into the world. A brand new reality that love and life win, that the tomb was empty and defeated, that God's reign of justice and peace was now taking over the world. Jesus doesn't jump to any of that, even though it's true. Jesus creates space for Cleopas and the other to to mourn, and he walks with them. He journeys right there with them on the path to Emmaus, and for seven miles he listens. He listens to them complain and mourn and vent and grieve, and he maybe even listens to their anger. Jesus tries to explain things to them. Maybe he's had enough of it. He, he really wants to share the good news, so he, um, he tries. He, he unpacks the prophets, and, and, and he tries to explain the scriptures, but none of it is connecting. We know what it's like when we feel disappointed, when we are frustrated or we're in that sort of headspace and a, and a friend or another tries to, um, tries to help us through reason or rational thinking or explaining things away, it doesn't connect. It just doesn't. What we need is an opportunity to vent. And so Jesus keeps walking with them. And the sun begins to set. It's the end of day. Jesus is going to walk on and leave these disciples, but they invite him in. They invite him into the house, and it's there something beautiful happens. Something honestly really simple. They gather around a table, and Jesus takes bread, and we're told that he blesses it, and he breaks it, and he gives it to them. Jesus takes bread at a table, he blesses it, he breaks it, and he gives it to these men. And it's in that moment their eyes are opened. They see Jesus. They encounter the the resurrected Lord in the breaking of the bread. And in an instant, Jesus is gone. They comment to one another, as we were walking along the road, were not our hearts burning within us as he unpacked the scriptures? They run all the way back to Jerusalem, seven more miles 
to share the good news of the resurrection. That Christ was revealed to them in the breaking of the bread. I've been thinking a lot about my dinner table at home. It's become the center of our life together as a family. Maybe it's the same in your household. All of a sudden, our dinner table is the center of learning for Brianna as Becca is working with her um, with homeschooling and virtual learning. It's the center of art projects as Brianna draws pictures and Noah creates Play-Doh sculptures. It's the center of business for Becca and I. It's where we've filed our taxes online during this season. It's the center of correspondence. It's where we've written note cards to loved ones and mailed them off. This week, our dinner table, it will become the center of our faith. Our dinner table this week will become our altar, where we will break bread, we will bless it, and we will give it to one another as a family. And we will say these words, this is my body given for you, this is my blood shed for you. Christ shows up in the ordinary places of life. And Christ takes the ordinary and he makes it extraordinary. We have a table theology as Lutheran Christians. For us and other Christians around the world, the table is at the very center of our faith. We often talk about three pieces of furniture that we have in our sanctuary at Prince of Peace. We have a pulpit where we preach from and we proclaim God's word from. We have a font where we remember that we are claimed as daughters and sons of the one true God, where we are united and grafted together in the communion of saints throughout all of time. And we have a table. We have a table that every week when we gather at Prince of Peace, we hear those words of the body broken and the blood poured out. And it's at that table that we reflect on all of the stories of how God has always shown up at a table. The table of Cleopas, the table in the upper room. Jesus is always feeding us. And so this week in worship, we invite you to gather around your table. Maybe it's your coffee table. Maybe it's your dinner table. But this week, as we share in this holy meal, we know that Christ is revealed. We know that Christ is present. Christ is revealed to us in the breaking of the bread. Christ is revealed at these tables, not just here on Sunday morning in worship. Christ is revealed at these tables when our kids are doing art projects, when we're sitting there alone with a cup of tea and reading a book and reflecting, Christ is there. Even when we're doing the business of life and our taxes, Christ is present in the ordinary, everyday places of our life. This week, I invite you, as you sit at your table throughout the week, I invite you to reflect on how Christ is present with you. Christ is there in the sharing of a meal. 
Christ is there when you're sitting around your table filled with your own fears, your own uncertainty, your own anxieties, and yes, your own grief about not being able to go to graduation this year. My goodness, our seniors in high school, my heart and my prayers are with you. You've looked forward to this year for so long. And as you take the body and blood of Christ today, may you receive Jesus, the very real presence of Christ, the very real presence of our Christ, who is patient enough to walk with us on our own roads to Emmaus, our own Christ who is always ready to listen, to not offer an easy answer or to say, hey, cheer up, our own Christ who is there, to hear the very cries of our hearts. But as you take this Christ into yourself, may you be filled with hope. May you be filled with the certainty that your darkest moment will not be your final moment. That because the tomb of Jesus is empty, we can and we will cling to the promise of a new future, of brighter days, of a resurrected world. As you gather around your table and we gather around ours, may we be reminded that we are gathering with the communion of saints throughout all of time and all of eternity. Saints past, present, and future in the mystical union that is the Eucharist meal. So may you be filled up with Jesus this day. And may you know that Jesus lives inside of you, nourishing you and strengthening you for the days ahead. Cling to your faith in the crucified and risen Lord. God loves each of you, and I do too. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.